0: Welcome to The Radiant Life with Tatiana. I am your host, and I'm obsessed with empowering you to live and create the best life possible. I'm a master mindset coach, breathwork facilitator, and a passionate little Latina who loves sharing the magic behind your subconscious mind and energetics. If you're looking to uplevel your mindset, learn all about spirituality and manifestation, and to be inspired in making a change to embody your best self, you are in the right place. My goal is for you to see and unlock your limitless potential, to have the tools to break free from the chains holding you back, so you can create and live your most radiant life. I am so excited to have you here listening today. Now let's dive into today's episode.
1: Hello and welcome to the Radiant Life Podcast. In today's episode, I'm sharing with you how I overcame my avoidant attachment style. About two episodes ago, I released how I healed and overcame my anxious attachment style. Yes. I have been both and the amount of downloads and feedback was absolutely mind blowing. So first off, like, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing and thank you for your feedback and sharing with me how much it was supportive for you. Like I absolutely love reading your DMS or your emails around how impactful this podcast is. So thank you so much. It helps me continue to show up for you and full permission to send me messages like that's that's I love that. But so as I was getting feedback, you know, obviously not everybody is the anxious attachment style. And so maybe you're here listening and you're avoidant, or maybe you know someone or your partner is avoidant. This episode is going to be really great for you to better understand yourself or them and how to move through it, how to heal it, how to overcome it, because you totally can. I'm here telling you I've healed my anxious attachment style. I've healed my avoidant and I am now in a secure style and it's absolutely liberating and it allows you to connect deeper with yourself and your partners and I really want to share with you you know how how I've been able to do it I think it's really common for anxious and avoidance to be in a partnership together and it can create conflict so my goal with both of those episodes this one and the other one is to really help you bring more awareness and overcoming it so avoiding attachment style, you know, it can be challenging and it is, like I said, very rewarding to overcome and heal because it allows you to have deep connection and intimacy with those in your life. And if you are still a little unaware about like what are attachment styles, I do have a podcast episode on this. It's episode 126 because there are four styles, anxious, avoidant, dismissive, which is like a blend of the both and secure. And so Highly recommend listening to those if you're not sure maybe which one you are. Um, But avoidant is one of the four primary styles, right? And this one typically involves like being reluctant to rely on others or asking for help, um, not wanting to be too emotionally like intimate or vulnerable. And I think the word itself, avoidant, explains it really well. So in my first relationship, the one before Evan, I had the anxious attachment style. If you know a little bit of my story, and so I you know, wasn't aware of all these things at that time, but looking back, that's where I was. And when I went through that breakup, I became the avoidant. And oh, it's been a journey. Um, you know, attachment styles just really quick here. They develop from childhood and they impact how you create and maintain relationships as you grow into an adult, right? Like as a child, we seek love and connection from our caregivers and it's like a human nature is to do that right but if our human needs weren't met or if they were met only through certain behaviors that can create these attachment styles and that's why it can create into unhealthy um, behaviors patterns in relationships and also friendships this isn't just a relationship concept and we don't have the awareness we can't change right so if you're always wondering like why do i why do i attract clingy people or jealous people or why do i have people who always ask me all about my feelings when i don't want to ask that like whatever it is you have an action or a pattern or a programming and it's not to say you can't be born with a secure type but it's very common to have some type of attachment style just based on our upbringing because as children, we don't know better and sometimes we make meaning out of something. So it's like, oh, dad told me not to be so emotionally, like don't share my emotions that it's too much that he can't handle it. So then you may have created that avoidant attachment style where you don't feel safe creating your emotion like emotions, right? Or if you had a parent who maybe was a little like cold hearted or walled up, then you would feel anxious and be like, do they love me? Am I getting, am I, am I being good enough for them? And that could have allowed you to create the anxious attachment style. So just a few examples here of like, you know, how these develop, but let's focus in on the avoidant because when I met Evan, I was full blown avoidant, like to the max. So really quickly, you know, what they, a few symptoms or behaviors of avoidant is, people can perceive avoidance as a little bit of loners in like a way too hyper independent, self-sufficient. Um, I'm not going to ask anybody for help. I'm good on myself type of energy. Like you don't ask for support or approval. You don't want to depend on others. Um, they can have a pretty positive view of themselves, really a high self-esteem because they're pretty self-sufficient and a big, component of this is you know avoiding emotions avoiding opening up to others right not wanting to look weak if we if they ask for help and sometimes they have this belief that they don't need to be in a relationship to be complete which I will say I do believe in that I don't think you should I think you should be complete for yourself despite a relationship but this avoidant attachment styles can have like a a negative component to this. So much so that they're like, I'm good on my own. I may not need a relationship ever because I'm all I ever need. Like there's a difference, feel me? So for me, when I met Evan, I was healing from a breakup, from a serious relationship that, you know, genuinely like nothing really went wrong. Um, We were just very young, not the right time. And my heart was shattered. And because of this, I put walls up. And it turned me into this avoidant, hyper-independent woman. I didn't want to open up to anybody. And this created a lot of conflict in my relationship with Evan in the future. Um, If you guys know a little bit of our story, like I literally told him, I remember sitting in the car once, like, I'm never going to date you. Like, bro, I'm never going to date you. Like, don't ask me about my feelings. Like, it ain't going to happen. This is like a hooking up fun fling. That's all it's going to (laughs) be. LOL, 10 years later, I have a rock on my finger because I'm going to marry this man. But... I wouldn't be here today if I didn't overcome and heal this avoidant attachment style which became more apparent as we were dating and during the breakup I really realized oh my behaviors and so let's break this down a little bit. So for me Some of my behaviors and some of the behaviors of typical avoidance are, you know, emotional distancing, right? Like I closed, I literally closed off to other people, especially men interested in me. So like when I met Evan, I was super surface level. I avoided talking about my feelings. I, to be honest, was drunk a lot of the time when I would see him. Um, And like I said, I told him I would never date him. My walls were up. And so it's really common for those who are avoidant to... avoid and and like put a straight arm to someone like, don't get close. Right. Um, the second thing that I have here is like the fear of intimacy, right? Like we don't want to emotionally open up because we have a fear of getting close to someone. And for me, it was like the fear of getting hurt again. It felt wrong for me to connect with Evan. I was just so uncomfortable and I just, I didn't want to open up. I didn't want my heart to potentially get hurt again, especially because I wasn't fully, fully healed. So instead I would just kind of shut down and I would like avoid him at times. It was, it was awkward. So um, emotionally distancing, fear of intimacy, fear of connection, kind of like fear of, fe- fear of being seen, fear of being loved. Um, the third thing for me was like, I was very self-reliant. So at this point I became hyper independent. I don't need you. I don't need love. I don't need help. I don't need support from anybody. I'm going to do it myself. And actually, like, this even played a role with me, my degree. Because at that po- at the time in the relationship prior, I I didn't really know who I was, right? you If you guys know my story, like, I went to college because everybody told me to go to college and got a degree because everybody told me to get a degree to make good money. But deep down, I was like, I want to be a stay-at-home wife and mom. Like, that's just, like, my mindset back then. Um, and then when I went through the breakup, I was like, no, I'm going to be, I'm going to find a way to support myself. And that even lingered into after graduation, when I started my business again, like I'm going to be this like boss, babe hustle, like be like this woman CEO who's going to like take care of myself. Like that was the energy I was in very self-reliant. And so, like I said earlier, um, many people with avoidant attachment style have this strong belief that they should handle their problems on their own and they don't need support or comfort from other people. Like I'm good. That's like that feeling. Um, a few other things that I experienced in this style and I hope this is like maybe like triggering light bulb moments of like, Oh, I think that way or I feel that way or Oh no, my partner's like that. I'm just bringing awareness here before I share with you how I overcame it difficulty trusting people so like I said I had the fear of opening up I had the fear of connection and intimacy and so that came from not trusting myself but also the other person to not hurt me again and so for me with Evan I would subconsciously self-sabotage myself and hurt him or myself before he could hurt me right this stemmed from a deep deep wound of not wanting to be hurt again um from my from my past not only just from my previous relationship but you know parents too were divorced and there's a lot of unhealed wounds excuse me I'm gonna take a sip of water everybody take a sip of water with me let's stay hydrated my voice is rough right now very raspy I was at my best friend's wedding this last weekend and you can bet that I was singing my heart out probably screaming so excuse the voice so I had a lot of like mistrust in others, and I was really, really scared. So again, just a few other symptoms. Coming back to emotions, I felt so uncomfortable with emotional expressiveness. So, in general, when I was in high school and college, I had this demeanor of like, bad bitches don't cry. I actually have a podcast episode on this. So this was already like kind of there. But when I started getting serious with Evan, I like really, really feared sharing my feelings to him. I like denied my feelings to myself for so long. If you guys know the story, like, I was very, very conflicted for years. It was so hard for me. And at this time in my life, I would numb myself out. I was depressed. I was anxious. So I was on prescribed medication. I would numb myself out, you know, with with drugs. Like, you know, I would smoke. I would drink. I also was in college. So I like it was looked at normal. But like no one understood like what I was experiencing inside. And so what I would share with him because I was so numb and I had so much fear and I didn't feel safe feeling my own emotions. I was very surface level and I didn't want to open up to him, and it was messy, like I I just wasn't even in tune with myself, and then eventually as our relationship progressed, um, I would slowly open up, even in 2020 when he moved down, I wasn't like fully, fully opened, right, I felt overwhelmed and resentment and guilt from my past, but then also from him moving in, Um, and all this shit from my past came up, and I didn't know how to communicate and fully open myself up to him because I never really had done that before. It was kind of like that was just like the dynamic of our relationship and since I never really did it before, I was struggling to do it with him. It was a very interesting situation. Um so yeah, avoidance can have a really struggle struggle connecting with their emotions themselves and then it can really hinder their ability to communicate how they're feeling. And this all creates, you know, on and off relationships. Um, and like, I never wanted to identify as an on and off type of person. I actually like used to like judge it. So now full circle, you know, it is what it is. It happens, but it was all because of fears and unhealed wounds and not trusting myself. Um, where it was just like on and off and like the push pull dynamic of like, I want love and I want him, but I also don't. And there's fear. And it was so complicated. Um, and finally, you know, this all leads to a lot of avoidance, have this difficulty of commitment. So a big part of our breakup was I was scared to commit. I was scared to open up. I was scared to get divorced, to get hurt, make the wrong decision. I, I couldn't make a commitment. And so I avoided. That was my coping mechanism. Um, instead of opening up, I would shut down. Or when emotions did come up, I just I couldn't communicate them. So I would avoid or distract or rage would come out. Like all of these things are what I experienced it. So if you're listening and you relate to any of these, you're not alone. And I'm here to tell you, you can overcome them. It takes time. It takes learning. It takes guidance and practice. Um, Hopefully with today's episode, you will have a great place to start. And of course, if you ever want to go deeper into this, this is what I do inside of Radiant Relationships is I help you bring more awareness specifically to you right? What's going on in your life and help you move through it so you can heal your attachment style too. So how I healed this attachment style. I dove deep into this in 2021 during our breakup because that's when God literally shed so much light to my flaws, to my baggage, to the things I needed to heal once and for all. Because like (laughs) at the end of the day, like if I didn't I took responsibility. I was like, if I don't heal this and overcome this now, it's going to affect any potential future relationship, right? Like if you break up with someone and you're like, okay, the next person's going to be better. No, you need to take ownership and responsibility of your wounds, your behaviors, your actions, your thought patterns, because if not, it's just going to repeat in future relationships. Like most, nine times out of 10, right? So let's take responsibility. So your future relationships or your current one don't flop. So at this time during the breakup, I hired coaches that did help me because like, you don't know what you don't know and you can't shed light. You see the, like your blind spots. And I knew I had lots of inner work to do in the context of relationships. And I'd done already tons of healing work, inner child work, self-esteem work prior, but it was time to hone in on relationships. So the first thing I did was I had to learn and understand this style because I didn't have much education around attachment styles and I had to understand my behaviors so this is where you need to have awareness right to make change so I would ask myself why okay well why am I acting this way okay I have a fear okay what's the fear why why do I fear that or I'm acting this way because I have this belief that no one will love me or I'm not good enough for love or it's not safe to open up and share my emotions okay that's a belief why why And then I would just ask why and why and why again, you know, what wounds were still open and like bringing awareness is uncomfortable. It's ugly. It's scary. It can be really, really triggering to shed light to all of these, um, things that are in the shadows, right? But we need this awareness to change. And I had to take this time to self-reflect of myself and my relationship of my past to find the patterns and the behaviors. And this is why it's called shadow work because it's everything we hide from ourselves that we're avoiding. I had to bring it to the light. So the first thing I did and thing I recommend you do is find awareness. What are the behaviors? Why? What are the fears? What are the emotions? What are the beliefs behind it? And why? What wounds still need to be healed? Maybe it's from childhood, from um, a past relationship, yada, yada, yada. The second thing I did was I had to practice emotional vulnerability. So I had to slowly allow myself to feel emotions with myself. So finding a safe way, safe environments to express my thoughts, to express my feelings, my fears. You know, maybe it's like with, like for me, it was trusted friends and my coaches. Maybe for you, it's friends, therapists, me, if you're in my program. And I had to start very small steps and progressively work my way up. And so I kind of had already been doing this prior to the breakup in general to heal a lot of anger from my past, but I had to kind of redo this during this time. And I had to identify my emotions. So something I help my clients do, it's like, if you don't, when I ask someone like, you know, how do you feel right now? And they're like, I'm fine. Or I'm good. Or I'm I'm like, that's not an emotion. An emotion is like anger, sadness. So I, I have them identify. If you don't feel connected to your emotions, start with connecting to the top five negative emotions, which is anger, sadness, fear, guilt, and hurt. Once you can start identifying how you're feeling, like those are the negative emotions, right? Then you can have like, I'm happy, I'm excited, I'm in joy. But when you can start identifying the the low emotions that you're feeling, then you can go deeper. There's this emotional scale that I teach because then you can understand, okay, I feel apathy or hopeless or um, resentful or shame, and then you can kind of get into the nitty-gritty emotions there. And that's how you connect deeper with yourself and your emotions. So a way I used to do this was I would write at the top header of my journal, today I felt, or today I feel. And then I would write the emotions or the situations that would trigger these emotions. The best thing you can do is allowing yourself to feel safe feeling emotions, so then eventually you can communicate it. So the third thing I did, once I kind of brought the awareness of the thoughts, the beliefs, the emotions, I challenged them. So I had to challenge my negative beliefs about relationships, intimacy, trust, and start creating new beliefs that were more balanced and realistic. So I had, so for example, if there's a belief that showing emotions means you're weak and your, you know, vulnerability equals weakness, can you shift it to recognizing that it's a strength? vulnerability is actually courageous i'm courageous to show my emotions to someone because then it's going to allow me to have deeper connections versus letting your emotions means you're weak so if you grew up things have been told that you know you know big girls don't cry or men don't cry like uh forget what i had a client had a belief once of it it's like you know emotions are weak how can you challenge these emo- how can you challenge these beliefs and rewrite them and reprogram them So I had to ask myself, like, why do I feel this way? Where did this belief come from? Does it serve me? No. How can I change this? And how can I feel safer and rewrite this belief? I also had to find evidence that it's okay to be emotional and to open up. So I found evidence, you know, people I looked up to like, oh, well, they're emotional. They're open. They're vulnerable. That doesn't mean they're weak or pathetic, right? And so I had to rewrite these beliefs. So write them down on one side of the paper. And then on the other side, write the new belief that you want to start reprogramming in your mind through repetition there's obviously other tools of when it comes to unprogramming and reprogramming i do those in my programs um but a good way is to write it down and repeat it over and affirm it the fourth thing i had to do was build self-trust that it was okay to be open and vulnerable right so like i just said affirmations journaling grounding breath work regulating my nervous system that i went through the biggest nervous regulation system during that phase, during my breath work, facilitating training, holy crap, it literally released so many emotions out of my energy, like out of my body, like on a cellular basis. And it let me feel really, really safe and connected to myself. And as well as time with God and literally just being like praying. If you guys know my breakup story, I would drop to my knees sobbing and I would just surrender. I'm like, okay, God, like just, just take this pain, just take it. Like I surrender. I'm in this moment. It's okay for me to feel this right now. It doesn't mean I'm weak. It just means I'm getting stronger. I'm growing through what I go through. So I had to build this self-trust that it was okay. <laughs> this next one is freaking huge. I had to learn my communication skills, my communication language, and how to communicate better because Anything, everything in life is all about relationships, right? Friendships, coworkers, partners. And I had to learn how to communicate. And I had to take responsibility of my lack or my communication style. We have different languages and communication ways that I share a lot um, in my program and help you overcome. But this is huge. So I had to fight the urge of shutting down and avoiding. And I had to figure out how to communicate how I was feeling in a calmer way. So eventually, as as I was rekindling things with Evan, I had to really put this to the test, right? Like there's so many things you can know and think you know and think you've mastered until you finally are put in a situation for you to put money where your mouth is and for you to embody this new version of you and embody all these new things. So a few things that Evan and I did to improve my communication skills were we came up with code words. So like if I was going into my rage, You know, rage was a coping mechanism of when I felt really like uncomfortable or unsafe or fearful and I would just like lash out. That was like my form of expressing emotion was not productive or healthy. Or if I was going to go into avoidant and I would shut down and quiet and be like, I'm fine. It's whatever. No, we came up with code words to break the pattern so that I could, we had to identify the trigger and break the pattern. So he could be like, Tati, you're going back into this pattern of rage or avoidant. And so this allowed me to take a deep breath in, ground myself, and I had at this time already created new ways of how I wanted to show up, how I wanted to speak, and it was like that pattern interrupt that allowed me to shift into the new and improve and embody new communication styles or communication skills, right? So I had to learn active listening. I had to learn how to express my needs. We had to learn you know, how can... He allowed me to feel safe, open up and, and, um, being honest, right. Cause it's a two way street, um, invalidating dating my emotions. Right. So just like two examples, also how I handled this was like, if I really wasn't ready to talk, I would just say like, you know, I'm grateful that you're always here for me and that you're helping me move through this. And when I feel ready, I promise I'll come back and talk to you about this right? Or like if Evan's like, no, let's talk about this right now. How are you feeling? I'd be like, okay, I understand it's really important to discuss this. I'm not going to avoid it and I'm not going to ignore it, but I just feel like I need a couple minutes here to ground and to clear my head so I can gather my thoughts and know what I need to say. Can we talk about this in about 15 minutes? I promise I'll be able to open up with some time when I process. And so I had to learn to just even communicate that to give myself the space for me to you know gather my thoughts and feelings maybe i would journal and then i would have the conversation with him the best thing i can do and the best thing i can recommend is learn how to communicate and i love teaching this with my clients because i think it's once you become a master communicator you're lim- you're like limitless okay final few things of how i healed my att- avoidant attachment style i had to learn and set and respect boundaries so when i got back in the relationship i had to share boundaries that I needed from myself. I needed with him and like boundaries of like, sometimes I need space to process and like learning how to go about that. This is what I need from you. This is how I'll try to go through it. Right. Um, and we had to learn how to communicate clear boundaries in our relationship so that this create, so boundaries are not a bad thing. I had a conversation about this. Um, it's going to be an episode coming out with Sebastian, but boundaries are, let's just change the word boundaries. I feel like people have a negative connotation to boundaries. Um, let's use like a standard it's boundaries are just standards or boundaries are just a way to have a win-win with someone. Right? So it creates an opportunity to improve the relationship, the partnership, the friendship so that when you can communicate, Hey, I don't like it when you do X, Y, Z, that's against a value or a moral or a boundary of mine. Can you do this instead? great they know what line to not cross so by us creating boundaries it helped us create a sense of safety within our relationship and predictability right and this can help ease anxiety and fear associated with some type of like emotional intimacy what you know my fear maybe opening up or it helped me overcome my fear of commitment or it helped Evan overcome this fear of like oh my god she's just gonna shut down and leave me again right like we had to work on communicating and having boundaries so I can't just shut down and like not talk to Evan at all like that's a boundary of his now that's not who I am now but in the beginning you know we had to work through this so instead I had to learn okay I can't just shut down and avoid but I'm going to communicate I'll come back in 15 minutes the subconscious mind loves timelines like it, like that they won't be in misery or pain or anxiety for long. And we'll talk about it then. So it as me, it was a standard between us. There was these new, um, rules for our relationship to thrive. Um, okay. Finally, the last two are kind of like combined. I surrounded myself with positive people. So I had mirrors and, and I asked for help. So, I made sure the people i surrounded myself mirrored healthy relationships that they modeled relationships that i valued that i looked up to and that weren't negative or um toxic or just because you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with right so that and i asked for help i hired for help i didn't know what i didn't know right so i hired coaches to help me i did a breakthrough session to overcome some baggage and beliefs and emotions that were still tied up and, uh, this was a beautiful way at this time, I kind of overcame the fear of asking for help because I already overcame that one previously, but it really solidified that like, it's okay for me to ask for help in the context of relationship and not having to be hyper independent. And it helped me overcome these wounds and these beliefs. Um, I also, you know, spent a lot of time with God, asked him for help and guidance and I tapped into my feminine energy, which allowed me, which allowed him to lead and I think that was a huge component because when I was in my avoidant, like I was just so hyper masculine. I was so hyper independent. And so tapping into my feminine energy was huge. I think I have a podcast episode on that. You guys can scroll back. Um, but yeah, and at the end of the day, I tracked my progress and I celebrated and I, just kept acknowledging myself for the little growth I did you know maybe I did shut down at one point or maybe I did go back into rage and instead of judging myself or putting myself down I was just like you know what you're trying you have awareness you didn't act or have this awareness last time and it just takes time to move through this um but these are things that I did so I'd like a little recap here to to move through and avoid an avoidant attachment style it's work with feeling your emotions with yourself instead of repressing them identify the emotions allow yourself to feel because the only way to heal is to feel learn to feel comfortable and safe expressing your needs and your desires to your loved ones it's okay people are meant to fulfill your needs and to meant to support you right help build trust with yourself and others to be able to feel safe asking for support you are not meant to do life alone that whole saying like it takes a village to raise a child it takes a village to just be right you're not meant to do it alone Um, learn to take personal space when needed right learn to find grounding mechanisms to like ground and process and process instead of avoid and distract and suppress and you know when you're having those thoughts challenge those thoughts challenge that inner voice challenge the inner critic telling you it's not safe to open up or just avoid it or xyz and at the end of the day, like do your best to start communicating and learn how to improve your communication skills. And if you need to ask help, ask for support, get into therapy, get into coaching, get into counseling to further improve yourself or your relationship there, you know, there are Evan and I would not be where we're at today with this driving relationship that I honestly know a lot of you guys look up to, and I'm so grateful that we're modeling a healthy relationship to you, but we wouldn't be here if we didn't get help. We both hired coaches. we had done intimate uh, couples, a couples workshop that was beautiful recently. It's okay to ask for help and to get guidance. and this is why I've created radiant relationships to really help you heal from your past because whether you're in a relationship now or you're going through a breakup, you need to fully heal from your past wounds, whether it's from past relationships or mommy and daddy wounds from you know childhood. You need to heal those so that you don't bring those past baggage behaviors, beliefs into relationships. And that's what I'm, I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you to let go of the past and what doesn't serve you in relationships. I'm here to help you understand and bring awareness to your behaviors. Why do you act the way you do? You know what are your protection mechanisms? What are your coping styles? What are your attachment styles? Because with this awareness, we can heal it, we can put it to rest, and we can overcome it. And the more you know about yourself, the more you're able to show up better in relationships and communicate your, yourself, right? So it's like, what are your love languages? What are your communication styles? Um, what are your needs, your values, your your desires? I help you identify this and get clarity to then teach you how to communicate it to those in your need, in your life, right? Your partner. How can you learn to healthily communicate this? Or how can you healthily set boundaries? And building strong foundational principles. I share with you everything Evan and I do in our relationship that keeps us strong and thriving and still obsessed with each other. It's it's components, right? And so all of this is inside of Radiant Relationships. You go through three phases. Heal, align, love, and shine. And it's here to help you essentially create thriving relationships filled with love, love, passion joy and everything your heart desires and it's not only for those of you who are break who are going through a breakup and need to heal from the breakup and want to learn how to attract your soulmate yes we cover that but it is also for people who are maybe in the beginning stages of a relationship or maybe you've been in like a 10-year relationship and you're like oh my goodness we're, we're not communicating well or we don't have healthy um, relationship practices like I want to rekindle the love like life is all about relationships and it meets you where you're at because it's not only a program with modules and workbooks and resources for you to apply based on your specific situation. It comes with coaching and coaching is here to help meet you where you're at and help you move through it so that you can have the partner you're obsessed with that fulfills your needs, that you feel safe with that it's just everything your heart desires because we are meant to be in relationships. We're meant to experience love like no other and I'm here to help show you how I think our, you know, our society has failed us in healthy role models of relationships, unfortunately, or teaching us how to communicate properly or how to do this. I feel like the easy thing is like break up, divorce, you know, it is what it is. But now I'm here to be like, no, relationships take work. They take effort, but you need to know things. You need to learn and you need to, to, to get some support and guidance to actually build this strong foundation. And it's everything Evan and I have done. Oh, I'm obsessed with it if you can't tell. So if you're interested in learning more about that program, about overcoming your attachment styles, about creating relationships that are going to support you and be filled with love for your future and you get lifetime access to all this, I'll put the link in the show notes below. It's Radiant Relationships. You can learn more. I do offer free consultation calls if you have questions, if you want to make sure this is the right fit for you, please you can send me a message You can, um, and I can give you the link to schedule a call. Um, but yet at the end of the day, I hope today's episode really shed light on avoidant. Maybe you didn't realize you were avoidant or maybe your partner didn't and now you want to send this to them. Um, I hope this gave you some starting stepping stones of like how to overcome this attachment style, how to become secure. Because let me tell you, once you do, your relationship is unstoppable and it will feel like magic and like just... I'm like imagining, like shooting stars here, like of just so much love and connection, and that is what you deserve, and that's what you're capable of having. We're all capable of it. So, thank you so much for listening. If you valued from this, please send me a message. Like I said, I love your feedback, it makes my heart so happy. Don't hesitate. Um, if you have any questions, there is a new Form. Uh, I'm going to be doing a new series on the podcast. It's like a Q and a form where you can submit your questions, whether they are questions for me, like about my personal life or how we did X, Y, Z, or if there are questions and you need some coaching support and advice on you, your career your relationships, you get to put it in and I'm going to be creating episodes and answering your questions. You get to choose if you want your first name to be shared or have it be anonymously. So by all means ask away and i just appreciate you listening i really hope this is supporting you and um i trust that if you're ready to make a change in your life that you will reach out you will um find a support and a program that fits right for you and share this to anybody that you know needs it because that's how we change the world is when we share this knowledge with others well, thank you so much for listening i love you i appreciate you continue to shine your light embrace who you are and have the most radiant day ever.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to share it with me and write an Apple iTunes review so I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me, you can find me on Instagram at Tatiana underscore Kuto. Make sure to tag me in any posts that you share. I love and appreciate you so much and cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out and radiate your light into the world.